Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast. I will be your sweet and kind and gentle GM, Daniel Anderlich. With me today is Samson Davis. With me today is Stace Babcock. With me today is Alex Finn. With me today is Daniel Anderlich. Yay! With me today is Stace Babcock. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to end it uh, before we do this for 20 minutes. We could. We are those people. Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, To our episode. (laughs) Of just that. Could have kept rolling, just like dice. Diehard dice, in fact. Ooh. So Diehard Dice, lovely online purveyor and our sponsor. They purvey polyhedral shapes for your gaming activities, whatever they are. And they have a bunch of beautiful sets. Recently they came out with a Fey season set, a bunch of different sets for each season. And very recently, because it is a Halloween season, if you haven't been told that enough this month, they have, of course, uh Halloween themed sets, metal sets. With Halloween inspirations, they're kind of cool, like dark red, dark green, dark blue, I think, is another one. Mm-hmm. Something like that. And they're very cool. They also have any other sets if you're not into that spooky aesthetic. So go online, dieharddice.com, find the set that's perfect for you in your gaming situation, whatever it is. When you go to check out, use our code EXPLORERSWANTED, get 10% off your order. That's a high-quality product for a little bit cheaper, and you're supporting the show. So do that, please, now. Thank you. So who remembers what happened last time? I am going to pick on Samson. All right. So last time, Ilsen was being accosted by some lady in front of a corpus collar. Turns out to be a ghoul. And this lady is asking about if Ilsen knows anything about Margothy operatives and shows her a article in the Lathe Weekly saying that there was some uh, incident at some senator's place. We don't know who's about some like Margothy revolutionary fucking around. So weird. Yeah, super weird. Never heard of him. So article didn't have much, but it did very weakly, I would say, implicate uh, Ilsen. But I can't roll for shit, so Ilsen gets bagged and then exits the episode. Meanwhile, Magpie and Ezra are having a powwow, and they find out that somebody has to read a goddamn book. So let's find Ilsen to send her to a library. Magpie goes up to tier three to the collar. I We get introduced to Dildo, the double income little dog owner. <laughs> yeah. Still does cool. forever. It is That's just as now. funny uh, today. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. I'm excited to hear reactions to Dildo. Magpie finds Edelson is not there, pokes around outside the collar, finds a discarded chocolate eclair, coffee, and a newspaper, and pieces together what probably happened to, if not Ilsen, whoever was standing around with an eclair and coffee and a newspaper. Mm-hmm. So Magpie heads back down to Tier 8, where the new uh, Enclave location is. I don't think it's permanent, but that's where we're at on Tier 8. Meanwhile, Ezri has a little nappy nap and then wakes up in the old Enclave location. Not quite sure if this is a dream or not, but at least during this situation, Ezri finds Geeth up in the uh, basement attic. He's able to rip him out of the infirmary where his arm has been replaced by this like beefy naked gorilla arm. After much struggling up this rope, Ezri manages to get him out, carries him all the way back down to Tier 8, and gets him to Bob or Rob, whoever the medic is. Mm -hmm. And then that poor guy gets tossed around because Heath's gorilla arm is... Not weak. Well, Well, full of gains. He's a young kid, you know? Yeah. It's lonely here in the... I'm like, what Ezri got to do to get kidnapped? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're just too strong. (laughs) You could still go back there. And lay down on the table. You were totally about to get kidnapped, but we stopped it because we we were selfish. Wait, you think it was 
Do you think these people were involved in that? I thought that was some <laughs> fucking transit guild bullshit. I think whatever's happening in and around the old enclave is something separate from the transit guild, at least at first. Yeah. At least on the surface. Yeah. Although I won't be surprised if the transit guild is like kind of dipping into whatever old technology. Well, they gotta be, right? Found they least. didn't develop that train system. That's true. Yeah. But we won't know that yet until we go to a library, and that seems to not be happening. So, yeah, that's where the episode ended. Bob getting tossed around, and Keith with his very strong gorilla arm. His only arm now. Yep. I thought only one arm got ripped off and replaced. No, no. Oh, no, they both got in there, but the way that Esri moved, like, it was the process of putting on the other arm, and oh. it got torn off. Yes. One arm. By the extraction process. Well, the good news is it's his right arm, which is his dominant hand. I would say his gorilla arm is very dominant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Bob goes flying across the enclave and into a wall, and Geith just is shaking and brings this massive gorilla hand up to his head to wipe sweat from his brow. It's about that time Magpie walks in. Did I not notice this about Geith before? Ezra's going to reach out and pinch Magpie. Okay. <laughs> is Magpie going to accept the pinch? Yeah. You get pinched. What? Is this real? Yes, and we've also lost babies, so you need a new person who can read. It's at this moment that I remember that Ezri should collapse now, which she does. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's like uh, Wiley Coyote timing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. She just looked down. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Wait, what day is it? Wait, did anyone see me get leave here? Last night? No. I was just going to poke Geith again, just to be sure. Uh, hey, uh, where's Tibu? I just got here. How would I know? Can't believe you're really here. I'm, I'm here. I, I really need to lay down. I'm getting dizzy. Oh, I, I just imagine she was laying down already, so Ezra's like, ooh. Also, right, delayed. She lays him down. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, assuming that this is real and not just a dream, well, how are you feeling, Geith? Like I lost both my arms. Fair, fair. And then had one torn off of me and another one put on. Yeah. I feel dizzy. I feel sick. I don't know what, what the hell's going on. I'm, I'm scared. I don't know what's going on either, but we're going to figure it out. Be careful with that arm, though. It seems to be pretty strong. Okay, I will. Hey, Rob? Yeah? Uh, Esri's, <laughs> Esri's like one mic point melted. T-Boo! T-Boo comes around the corner. She's like, Esri, where the hell have you? And then she looks at Keith. It's like, oh my god. This is a really weird story, but I'm going to pass out, and probably so is Geith. If you could uh, take care of us, I'll I'll tell you what happened when I wake up. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure Ezri just passes out at that point. She does. For ten hours. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so Tibu, you know, calls people over, and Magpie, you see, they're, they're trying to treat Geith as best they could, because, like, the arm that was torn off, that is bad. <gasps> and Ezri isn't looking so hot either right now. Rude. <laughs> oh. Anyway, baby was kidnapped, so I didn't go to the library. It takes Tebow a moment to process what you're saying <laughs> and says, li Library? Oh, oh. So where's Silsing gone? Oh, no idea. She was just out for her, you know, once a week chocolate eclair and coffee run, as she does once a week. I feel like it's gonna be once a day. It's a very special treat because it's her favorite. It's very similar to, you know, how Esri goes through the motions of just checking out the dock every Tuesday. So I have no idea where she is now. 
<laughs> I just want to clarify that you said Doc? Doc. Oh, yes. yeah, fair. All right. Thanks. Thanks for the flavor. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to imagine that she stares gloomily out over whatever the Doc is looking at. Yeah. I feel like Ezri would do that. Like, go, like, patrolling while pondering the burdens of leadership. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That seemed very in character. Have a nice brood yeah. session. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of a pastry that described Ezri, but I was like, no, Ezri's the kind who would just stare out over, like, a brooding environment. Maybe it's not even, like, a dock over water. It's just a loading dock. Yes. Because <laughs> these are the Warrens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such a long walk down to the actual dock, so, you know, you're just going down to, like, tier 20 or something like that. <laughs> I love it. So, okay... Are you concerned, or is she just going to show up later? It, it depends on what you think later is, and show up means. Well, I mean, you were right about Geese. Well, I'm assuming it has something to do with the paper. Oh, I brought the paper. And she hands it to Tibu. I think it's this one, and she points to that specific article. Well, this isn't great news. I mean, people aren't super happy about foreigners in lathe at the best of times but an article like this is just designed to stir people up yeah ilson is smart she'll stay out of public sight for a little while just so you don't get some rando crazy person deciding they're going to take it out on anybody with a margothy accent but like i said she was out getting her once a week coffee and chocolate eclair so she was out getting the paper as well though she doesn't usually get this paper well, I imagine so. I mean, cost money. I don't know how much money Ilson has. I haven't quite figured it out yet, but I think give me a couple more weeks, I'll give you a financial report on her. Okay. Um, I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're just excited to share, fine. It's one of those things that you do, you know? You meet people, you follow them for a couple weeks, and you give people their information. Right. And she kind of narrows her eyes at you. Give me some sort of insight type roll of nine. Oh, I got a 17 and I was going to check if I had any skills in it, but yeah. So Esri trusts you. So you've got that going for you. But it is occurring to her once again that you're not really of the enclave. You were just sort of flippantly talking about following people around and then telling somebody else their secrets. <laughs> Man, don't you just love spying on people? It's the best. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. <laughs> you get close. Mm-hmm. You get right in there. <laughs> Peer in their windows. Then they disappear when getting their weekly eclair. So weird. Yeah. <laughs> Tibu, why are you sweating? Tibu, it's it's totally normal, isn't it? To just like spy on people for weeks at a time? Yeah, you just sell out people whenever you feel like it, right? Gotta know their social security before you yeah. can talk to them. Mother's maiden name? Street they were born on? I have a BuzzFeed quiz in front of them. You have everything you need. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of BuzzFeed quizzes, Ilsen, you wake up. I don't like what this transition implies. That you work for BuzzFeed? Surprise, you are now a gig economy worker writing BuzzFeed listicles. If you work hard, you might earn your freedom in a few years. <laughs> well, let's see if we can get it now. Can I take any recovery rolls during this period of unconsciousness? Oh, yeah, for sure. You can take recovery rolls. You have been out for about six hours at this point. Number, number. Okay. And you are currently tied to a chair. Hands and legs? 
Yes. Position. Uncomfortable. That's well, no, it's just like, is this one of those chairs where your hands are tied to the, the arms of a chair? Or are they behind you? Because that does impact how you're going to escape. It's actually Shibari suspension. They'll send panics and then gets a little excited. (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Looks like this is going to be a long interrogation. (laughs) But actually, your hands are tied not behind you, but on the armrests of this chair. Okay. The restraints are tight and secure, but not uncomfortably so. Looking around the room, is there any distinctive architecture, any windows, any peculiarities with the door on the chair, any detail that Ilsen could glean from this room. So I'll give you the basics uh, to start with. Mm-hmm. The room is like perfectly squared off. The walls appear to be synth. The floor appears to be synth. The ceiling appears to be rock. Oh. There's a table in front of you. Nothing particularly fancy. It just looks like a normal table. Um, there is the faint outline of a door on the far side, but it's actually kind of hard to make out because the seams are so thin mm. for that door. Okay. And you can't see the hinge on this side. And then you can make a perception roll of nine. All right. I still have my flex skill and perception, so that'll be a six for me. Six exactly. Okay. So you can't really see it, but... Your hand touches something on the underside of the chair arm on your right hand side. It's something, some sort of like embossed image or something like that on it. It's not perfect, but it feels like some sort of a crest or something like that. Oh, okay. Which is not great news because there are no crests associated with senators or things like that. Lathe doesn't identify it any differently from the, like, Imperial seal or anything like that. So you would suspect that this chair was taken from, or originated at least, in an Imperial facility. Okay. What could an Imperial facility, like, entail? I mean, it could be uh, military. Not, would it be just the, the normal army or anything like that? It would have to be, like, essentially, like, the favorite forces of the Emperor. Mm-hmm. It could have come from one of the office complexes associated with the Imperial Palace, or if the theories about the ghouls are true, it could be that this is just the kind of furniture the Emperor's secret police have. Gotcha. All right. Is there anything about the synth that that's similar in any way besides just the material itself to the uh, kind of underground portions of the Transit Guild building that we were in? Because they had some synth uh, basements. Hmm. The lack of it on the ceiling is the biggest difference. Because in the Transit Guild, it was like everything was sort of wraparound sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think Ilsen's first thought, and my first thought, is that that rock ceiling is probably implying that Ilsen is underground at this point. Although still... Fair guess. Probably technically on the surface city in terms of access. Does that make sense? It's hard to say. Nobody knows where the ghouls like hole up when they're not being seen. Yeah, all right. I guess Ilsen... We'll start seeing if there's any way for her to like loosen up her binds at all, and then if not, just kind of wait for whoever comes through the door. Give me a 12. What pool it is is going to depend on what you're trying to do okay. and how you're trying to do it. Yeah. And this is for loosening the bonds, and it's not necessarily breaking free. Yeah, because I think Elsen knows that even if she did successfully escape from here, they know her face, so mm-hmm. that would be good. So... 
you fa- your face, your name, and your job. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I think for now she's just trying to, trying to like kind of season the ropes a little bit so that she could slip out if need be, or at least have better attempt at it. Okay. Can I argue for careful movement here? Yes. All right. Because I'll make it a speed roll, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with careful movement, that brings it to a nine. And I rolled an 18. Yeah. Okay. You definitely loosen up the bonds. Dope. And it's about then when a door opens and that same woman walks in with another ghoul who's a fairly large guy in ghoul uniform and with a scar across his face, hair cut incredibly short. And the woman comes in and says, Sorry to keep you waiting, Ilson. I'm here legally. I, I'm not breaking any laws being in this city. Really? Really. Uh-huh. And you're not involved in any of these shenanigans that I shared with you yesterday? No. I have no interest in any revolution. I was happy here in life, happy with my reporter job. I wouldn't want any of this. He looks at the other guard who grunts and says what, Stace? I mean, she's gonna end up talking. I agree. I'm talking now. What I? What more do you want me to say? Oh, I, I want to know why you're here. Because you brought me here. No, why you're here in Gorpus, in Lay. You came a long way from home to be here. I had to get up. Why was that? My life in uh, Margothy was one of trial and tribulation. My family did not love me, and I did not want to try to live a life pretending otherwise. Ilsen is not lying from her perspective. Okay. And why late? <laughs> Where else would you go? Especially in this part of the world. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you go to one of the nations that's allied with Margaret? You'd certainly have an easier time integrating there. No, I don't think I would have. Hmm. Right. <laughs> you wouldn't happen to know anything about a painting going missing, would you? Uh, would this be the uh, Fern painting? That was stolen from the uh, museum a couple of weeks ago? Yes. Uh, I don't know if the story has come out, but you can talk to my editor. I recently did a story on that painting and that incident. Yeah, we know you visited the museum. Then why am I here? Why are you wasting all of our time? Please don't test my patience. Do you understand where you are right now, Ilsen? <sighs> I am at the mercy of ghouls. Our power is not that we can grab somebody. Our power is not even that we can kill somebody or that we can imprison somebody. Our power is that if we decided you could disappear and nobody would dare ask what happened. Uh, Ilsen nods, thinking on all the articles that she had to scrap because of that exact power. Mm -hmm. You've been here a little over a year, right? Yes. Were you a journalist back in Margothy? No. What did you do back in Margothy? I was the uh, daughter of a merchant. I didn't really have a job at that point. I see. That must have been nice. You would think. She turns to her ghoul companion. What do you think? Can I give this person the most, like, pathetic puppy dog eyes Ilsen can? You can. It's an 18. Can I use lies and trickery as a skill? Yes. Awesome. And then can I also use face morph to kind of uh, emphasize... Are you giving yourself anime eyes? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> okay. So that should be a 12. Yeah. I'm going to put in a level of effort. Make it a 9. 16. Nice. Okay, so big green anime eyes look up at this man pathetically, but not in a horrifying taking up half of his face. 
Aw, boss. I mean, can't we just admit that this is a sad, sad person? (laughs) So pathetic and lonely. It was ridiculously easy to find them. Almost like an invitation. Daily routine. Yeah. Same walk, same place. All those eclairs, you really do need to watch that, by the way. You're going to gain weight. You were kind of (laughs) heavy. There's a muscle in the back of Ilsen's neck that is just twitching like crazy right now. I I guess I will eat less of them. No, don't. I mean, that would make my job harder. I will eat more of them. Just eat them at exactly the same time every day. I will change nothing. Uh, keep keep a calorie log. That might help. Uh, okay. Calorie log. Yeah, don't change any of your routines. Yeah. O- okay. I would also strongly advise you not to go anywhere until we have this matter taken care of. What specifically does that mean? Just because for my job, I come to the surface city a lot. Or go to the surface city? Ilsen looks around the room. As you would know, as a journalist, I move around the city quite a lot. Mm. Just don't leave the city. Um, and if... For a job I do need to, uh, who would I tell? Or would I just get an everything bagel instead of an Eau Claire and just wait for the first ghoul to come up to me? If you try to leave, we'll find you. I understand. Yeah, yeah. Ilson, we're going to put you back to sleep now. Oh, uh, okay. But I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. And uh, have fun at the dog show. And she comes over, taps a small metal device against her neck. And there's darkness. Can she fight to stay conscious? You can try. It's going to be an 18 might. Uh, would fast or careful movements apply in this scenario? No. Yeah, okay. Uh, level of efforts to bring it to a 15. Eight. Yeah, you fall asleep. Damn. Magpie. E. Esri's asleep. Ilsen's also asleep now. Is Magpie sleeping or is Magpie doing other things? <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? I mean, what if you got a new routine and we had to learn a new routine? What if we just wanted to watch Esri sleep? You know, for somebody so stern, I mean, Esri does look kind of adorable when she's sleeping. <laughs> I mean, if Magpie's not tired, she's going to watch Esri sleep. Okay. said Esri looks adorable while she sleeps, when she's still. She also has quite a bit of tossing and turning as she does. Magpie's going to map the movements. Okay. So if that's what you're doing for this time period... Then we're going to fast forward in time a little bit. Ilson, you wake up in your hideaway. No. With a chocolate eclair sitting perched on the frame of the painting. Oh, man. What the fuck? What time of day is it? You think it's probably mid-morning? Mid-morning? Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Which would mean it's been about... It's been a full day. It's been a full day. Like, it's, like, been... It's been quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Your back is a little sore. Sure, yeah. I guess swallowing her panic and anxiety, she's going to let the routine take over and collect herself, Mm -hmm. go back to work. Mm -hmm. Learn about Dildo. You walk in and Mop says, Ilsen, one of your sources stopped by. Oh, uh, who who was was here? Said they represented the Dildos related to the dog show. What? What do they look like? I don't know. About average height, brown hair. He was wearing a mask. Because they were wearing a mask, there's only so much you can do, but the clothing that Mop describes sounds a lot like Magpie's clothing. Oh, yeah. The dildo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that... Yeah, something about, you know, little dogs. Well, I guess I'll just have to follow up. Anything else? Has any uh, anybody else been here for me? 
No, not that I'm aware of. Hey, when will you have that next finger article ready for me? Uh, sorry, I, I was hoping to get it to you today, but I got caught up in stuff yesterday. Oh, crap. Um, okay, I'll, I'll see if uh, Bernard has anything that we can run with. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Ilsen is just looking very, like, distant, I think, at this point. Are you okay? You don't look so good. I just want you to know that if I don't show up one day, it has been a delight working here. Truly, it has. She narrows her eyes. I'm gonna go. You have see you around, Mom. Right. Be careful, Ilsen. Try. <sighs> Knowing who's probably watching her, I think Ilsen is gonna go up to the surface city and try to do the thing she wanted to do yesterday. Okay. So you go up to the surface city. You're heading to one of the smeltering houses? Uh, yeah. The smeltering house. Is that what it is? They're, they're smelting factories, but it's not uncommon in Lathe to refer to the factories as houses. Okay. Then, yeah, she'll go to one of the smelting houses, whichever ones were involved in the finger incident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so you reach one. This is Terrace and Son. Terrace is the name of the company? Or? The company is named Terrace and Son. Mm-hmm. The owner is Prior Terrace, but that's not the one who you know, is responsible for the management. You know that, like, your actual, you know, the actual, like, on-site manager would be somebody other than Terrace. Okay. You know, just from your basic research, that Terrace and Son is a conglomerate that owns smelting houses in Lathe, as well as some of the other cities in Corpus. Although this is by far the largest one. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, yeah, she'll enter into the factory through the visitor or civilian entrance and then go through whatever secretary rigmarole she needs to talk to whoever will talk to her. Okay. Yeah, so you head towards a secretary's office and on your way, give me a perception roll of nine. A six with my flex skill. That's a, a ten. Okay. You overhear two voices in that office. Like, can you believe it? You know, foreign revolutionaries in our city? And the other one says, I'm telling you, Margothy's got into uppity. It's about time that we crossed those borders and reminded them of Corpus's power. Well, so we'll take a deep breath, and then... I'm actually going to offer you an XP for that. Oh, oh, thank God. I will I will absolutely take it. Who will you give the other one to? How are we all doing on XP? I have one. I have two. I'll give one to Alice, then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is this the office that Ilsen is looking to enter? Yes. All right. Ilsen will knock. One of the voices, the male voice, it was a male and a female voice. The male voice says, says, come in and you step in and there's, it is a, like a young man sitting behind a desk. Standing near the desk is a woman holding a folder. They both sort of turn as you enter and kind of look at you expectantly. Hello, I'm from the Corpus Caller. I was wondering if I could talk to somebody about uh, breaking and uh, breaking and entering that happened a few weeks ago. All right. You'll probably need to speak to Miss Terrell. And is she the um, shift uh, manager or something? The operations manager of this facility. Uh, and where could I find her? Well, you'll need an appointment. Okay. Uh, how would I uh, make an appointment? Oh, through me. Excellent. Let's see. Um, do you have any time? Um, let's see. Thursday afternoon. Miss Terrell has openings at 1 and four. Uh, is Thursday afternoon within two days of right now? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, if she's available at one o'clock on Thursday, then I would like to take that slot, please. I would like you to give me some sort of performance role for how you're trying to hide your accent right now. Yep, yep. Lies and trickery, for sure. 
They're pilgrim. <laughs> Hello, how are you? I am a normal I'm boy. Sure gonna girl. I'm a normal human. <laughs> Just requesting a small meeting with your human leader. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, I'm putting a level of effort into this as well, so I don't know what the DC is. I'm going to say 12. 12, all right. I lowered to a 6 with my stuff. Uh, that is cocked. 7. Okay. They don't pick up on it. Excellent. Like, they definitely have, like, a weird thing in the way they hear you. Like, they can tell there's something off, mm-hmm. but they can't. It's not jumping out to them as a mark of the accent. Awesome. You know what's harder than accents? Faking a not accent. Mm-hmm. How do I talk like myself? I am also human. <laughs> How do I... Sp- what does normal sound like? Ooh. What do I do with my hands? <laughs> <laughs> so, one or four? Uh, one o'clock, please. All right. And your name? Ilsen Vite. Hmm. An unusual name. Bum, 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 bum. Sounds familiar, though. Okay. Ilsen Vite. Try to be 15 minutes early. She doesn't like to be kept waiting. Of course. Of course. And you're from the Corpus Caller, so we'll need just a little bit of time to go over the boundaries of the NDA. I understand. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Well, we'll see you back here on Thursday. You have a lovely day. Thank you. And just... As a reporter, just my due diligence, is there anything that you or anybody else in this office could comment on on the uh, incident at the factory? Oh, we wouldn't be permitted to speak about something like that in detail. I understand. Just wanted to ask. Thank you. You have a lovely day. Okay. You too. You too. It gives you the customer service smile of... Go away now. <laughs> fuck off. We're done. Yeah. Ilsen politely returns her own and gets the fuck out. Magpie and Esri. Esri, you're awake now. Esri will roll off the floor, I guess. I assume. There's been a lot set up yet. <laughs> onto what? <laughs> they had dragged you onto like a cot that they had set Aww, up. Or at least a bedroll. Nice, because it took so many of them. So Esri will roll off the bedroll and she's Well, what is this place like? So that was what I was about to ask you. You spent an XP for player intrusion. So tell me about this other space that you had planned and and scoped out. Okay, so it's in tier eight. What did we establish in past episodes? It, it's not as nice or like hidden as the other one, but beyond that, we left it very open. Okay. Tier eight is also brisker territory, if that matters at all. Ah, okay. So I want to say that this space is like underneath of a condemned like like uh, apartment building mm-hmm. but the cellar is still intact even though the rest of it looks like shit so they're down in the cellar okay i want to say it's pretty basic like it's not it's not that great it's got size going for it it's a lot of junk mm-hmm. there are uh stairs heading up to the outer cellar door and then on the other side stairs heading up into the abandoned building or condemned building but you don't want to head that way. And I, I think it's like just like cinder block walls and, and like a dirt floor. Okay. In amongst this all this junk that's in here, Mr. Tompkins is curled up on top of a particularly tall pile of it, sleeping. Occasionally, his tail and wings twitch a little bit. Hey, Mr. Tompkins. Settling in all right? He just sort of lazily opens his eyes for a moment before closing them again. All right. Have you seen Tibu? He doesn't open his eyes. Tibu? Over here. She's, like, getting up from a bedroll. Good morning, maybe. 
morning. It was a long night. Was it one night? That you were asleep? Yeah, one night. Okay, come here. And Ezri will lead Tibu more deeply into the junk. Okay. Hey, listen. All I know is I fell asleep here after we got here. When I woke up, I was in the old base. And Tibu legit thought I was having a dream. Okay. And in the apparently not a dream, I heard Geeth, went back up into that place, found Geeth, and brought him back here. And now, and now I'm here. So when did I leave? I don't know. I remember you had passed out and we were trying to settle in. Magpie left to go try to find Ilsen. And then I looked around and you weren't anywhere. How long after we got here was that? Less than an hour, but not not a short time, like maybe 45 minutes is when I noticed. I wanted to go looking for you right away, but Yasmin was in a state. Yeah, I didn't handle that well. No. That was, uh, yeah, that was on me. I'll talk to her. Ibu just nods. I'm kind of freaking out, though. Yeah, I would imagine so. Honestly, if I wasn't this tired, I probably would be too. Oh, well, you should uh, you should get some sleep then. What? I can't. I can't sleep right now. There's there's too much that needs to be done. That's what I was about to ask. What needs to be done? We need to arrange our supplies, take stock, make sure we've got everything that we need, make sure nothing was damaged in transit. We need to start securing the entrances and, you know, assessing how well we can hide the entrances effectively and what our guard rotation is going to be. We need to figure out what we're going to do in terms of getting some elevation in here, just because it's a dirt war over stone. So if there's gas, we're in deep shit unless we can get some elevation. What Meaning what? Like, Daniel, what would she... What? Like in the old enclave, and this is very common in a lot of houses in the Warrens, at least in residential spots, is that people will sort of build a small platform where most of the living spaces are on because since the gas is very heavy it starts pooling in low so it gives them an early warning if they're not right at the ground level when it's coming in so even if that platform's just like one to two feet tall they'll do that a lot just so that there's if somebody's on watch it doesn't just immediately hit everybody that's on the floor okay sense oh i feel like i'm making a to-do list at work Coordinate We need to formalize our emergency preparedness plan. <laughs> Don't even joke about that. <laughs> well, I can take Tarkis and Kalazar and have them start looking for good things to build the platform with. Yeah, there's certainly junk in here. I just don't know how much of the wooden stuff is reusable yet. Yeah. Guards. I guess it'll have to be Hartmut and Zidon. And then... Yeah, Geese's not going to be in any shape to do anything for a while. No. And I want to leave Rob with Geese. All right. And then, yeah, maybe Yasmin can start start on these supplies. Okay. Yeah. And just try to keep from getting too close to Geese while he's sleeping. You know, he's been in and out, but when he's asleep, he's, he's really sensitive. Like, if anything kind of even barely brushes against that arm, it swings and people go flying. Good to know. All right. So what exactly happened to him? Oh, right. So keep forgetting it. This isn't a dream. So up in the... Well, you went up there with me. So you saw the space. Well, if you go down that hallway on the right, there's a lab there. And when I found him, he was on a table in that lab. 
machines were were doing things to him and and so I snatched him and I ran. Wow. Did he tell you anything about how he ended up there? No. Okay. I mean, he hasn't said anything. He hasn't been able to really talk much. Are you worried that uh, he was too easy to get? I'm just worried about what happened. I mean, honestly, at this point, we're, we're pretty far away from that location. And certainly, I have no intention of anybody going back there. It's more I just want to understand what happened to him. When we were up there earlier, we did run into a guy who was not doing well and said that these creatures would take them and if they tried to run, they would always drag them back. Mm. So that's some sort of facility. Do you think they're going to try to find Geet? Your silence is making me very nervous, Ezri. Your question is making me very nervous, Tibu. God, I hope not. By the way, your friend Magpie? Yeah, yeah. She just sat there and watched you sleep most of the night. It's... Wow, really? Well, again? Again? It's happened before. Well, I don't know if it was all night, but I would wake up and... Well, and she would be there. I think it's weird. Are you... Are you sure she's, you know, okay up there? Oh, no. No. Probably not. Um, but... I mean, she's fun to have around and good at... I'm not actually sure what she is. She Like like a thief or a spy or something. Okay, well, that that second one makes me nervous. Huh. Well, I don't think she's spying on us. Okay. And I don't really have time to try to figure anything out about it right now. But anyway, the whole staring thing kind of weirded some of the crew out. It's not not weird. I'll, uh, I'll ask her to... Okay. That, I really did need to hear you say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask her to limit it to just when we're just out adventuring. All right. What if Magpie's just been like next to the door the whole time? Gail just like turns like. As she looks over, Magpie, or she doesn't even look over. She says, Magpie, you hear that? (laughs) I mean, yeah, but how else will I learn? Learn? What are you? Oh, God. What are you learning? Well, now I've mapped out certain movements you make when you're injured in your sleep. Normally, it's a different pattern of movement. Is this interesting to you? Maybe. All right. Uh, do you just don't do you when I'm sleeping here? <laughs> I'm still trying to find where Ilson sleeps, so it'll be uh, it'll be a shared custody kind of thing. So are you spying on us, Magpie? For someone else besides yourself? Oh no, not for someone else, to my knowledge. Israel, look at Tibu. See, see. Tibu like looks at you, looks at Magpie, looks back at you, and then walks away. Hey, Magpie, how good are you at disguising doors and entrances? I mean, it depends on what you want. I would like some disguised entrances. Sometimes the best disguise is no disguise. I just want to make sure we can get in and out without it looking like anyone's getting in or getting out. Mm-hmm. We should get some boxes then. Ezri gestures towards the junk. Oh, there is a lot of junk here. You like junk? Most of the time. Have you found anything good? Just that Rob sleep tops sometimes. Okay, so there's there's no washing anybody in their sleep at the Enclave. So that's just a boundary, Magpie. It's just, just a boundary for all of us. He just kind of nods like I guess. Mr. Tompkins stands up uh, from the top of his junk pile, stretches, just a big stretch Aww. for a little kid. Big stretch. And then he extends his wings and glides over to a food dish that somebody has set out for him. Mr. Tompkins, are you a spy? His ears go back in annoyance. Also, no. Does he have good instincts? I think it's more of a not spying for others, for his own purposes. Most people just call that being nosy, but it works. 
Okay, let's find some... Well, actually, I guess I need to go tell people what to do, and then then let's find some boxes. Unless you have plans. I guess I just assumed since you spent all night watching me sleep that you didn't have a lot going on. I was debating if I wanted to go find baby, but it seemed like a bad idea to do it myself. You don't know where she is? No. Remember, I told you she would get kidnapped. When did you tell me that? Before you passed out. Oh, before I passed out. Mm-hmm. And then I needed someone else to go to the library with me. No, you need someone else to help you find Ilsen. All right, hang on. Would it help if I said she was accused of being a revolutionary spy? No, that makes that makes it worse. Magpie, one second. Ezri will go <laughs> to the middle of the room. And, well, she'll look around. Because I guess, is it morning? Is everyone up and around, seem like? Yeah, everybody's up now. It's about mid-morning. And you do know one thing is that Ilsen does not know this location yet. Yep. Good morning, everyone. Hey, boss. <clears throat> hey, so, <laughs> good job getting over here. Sorry about the face plant, um, but TB and I talked, and we, we do think there are a few, few things we need to do to get this place set up so that we're safe, and or as safe as possible, and that we have food, so... Uh, I forget. I looked at my list of names to assign, and I did not write them down. Oh, God, what did I do? <laughs> we'll just say you to say it as you figured it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because you forgot, but Esri does. Right. So Esri will give out those work assignments, and then she'll say, Yasmin? Yeah? Hey, um, I know I scared you, and I pretty dramatically opened my coat to show off my wounds, and uh, just want to say I'm sorry for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I need to get stronger. I should be stronger by now. You, Yasmin, I hope, I hope that you don't have to be that strong. I hope that you can just be you. That's sweet, Esri, but I'm, I'm old enough now. It's reality. Nothing gets better here. It's just surviving. Damn. For now. Yeah, for now. But I have higher hopes for us than that. Yeah, I know. We all know. I, uh, my friend Ilsen is apparently kidnapped. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. I just, I just wanted to let you know and and check in with you before I I went with Magpie to to investigate that. Gonna be dangerous. I don't know, but I will say that unless it's an absolute emergency that we get her out right away, if we find her, I'll make sure you guys know what I'm doing before I do it. She kind of reaches down, picks up small knapsack, and says, "I'm coming with you." You can come with me, but promise me you'll do exactly what I tell you, even if what I tell you is to run away. Sure. All right. Okay. So we also need to sort out the food. So we got to go do this, rescue Ilsen, come back, sort out the food. That'll be our day. So let's just knock this out. Mr. Tompkins comes over and flies up to your shoulder and settles in as if he's planning on going along with you as well. Welcome aboard. All right, guys. I'll be back shortly. Anyone need anything while I'm out? Okay, boss. Who who said that? Never mind. Sorry. (laughs) You guys need anything while I'm out? Uh, I don't think we'll know until we get done with inventory. Fair enough. All right. See you soon. Yasmin's coming with me. Tibu kind of looks at you disapprovingly about that, but just shrugs and goes back to what she's doing. All right. Cool. Magpie ready to go. Ezri waits by the door for another 20 minutes while (laughs) Magpie just walks over. Okay. So you guys are heading out? Yep. So you guys leave the new hideout and begin moving. Where are you heading? Magpie puts on her mask and she's going to go back to Ilsen's work. Okay, so you guys start heading there. 
and you guys get up to maybe tier six when Magpie, you hear a familiar voice saying, Magpie, how's delightful to run into you again as Ferdinand comes around the corner. And that's where we'll end this episode. Man, I'll choose from Stace, something about this episode. The Is Magpie a spy? Yes, she is a spy. Who is she a spy for? That was a lot of fun, honestly. That was a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Even I don't know the answer to that. I know. It's crazy. It hasn't escaped me. And none of your characters have backstories. This one does. She actually does have a backstory. And the backstory is that you don't know what your backstory is. No, I'm just kidding. Yes. So we have a segment that we do each week called Player Intrusions. That's where we offer you, the listener, an XP to check out something that we think you'd really dig. This week, it is Samson's turn. Samson, what would you offer our listeners an XP to check out? I would offer the listeners an XP to check out a little indie horror game called Iron Lung. Mm. This is a very short horror game. It's on Steam. It's about five or six bucks. In it, you play prisoner in like a far future. Some disasters happen that's wiped out all of humanity. And now you're a prisoner in a sub in an ocean full of blood. Ooh. Basically. In a submarine. Yeah. In a submarine. Yes. Not the sandwich. Mm-hmm. Or the I wasn't thinking about the sandwich. It's a very good game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, there's another kind of sub there. (laughs) (laughs) The Domarines are in the other hemisphere. (laughs) Oh, my God. That'd be a lot. No, they stick to the surface because they're on top. Oh! (laughs) Okay, this game is not as feel-good as that one. But uh, So anyway, you're playing this prisoner, you're in a sub, and you can't see anything outside. So, content warning for, like, claustrophobia on this you're basically in this single room the entire game and what you're trying to do is explore like this ocean depth and all you have is a map and this little like output display that tells you like your coordinates on the map and that's it can't see outside at all you can't see where you're going all you have is some proximity detectors to tell you if you're about to hit a wall and a camera that's at the front of the uh sub on the outside but you have to go to the back of the sub on the inside to like hit a button and you get a single static picture and it's deeply grainy so that even like a picture of a wall is like super upsetting and haunted. It's perfect. So all you need to do in this game is explore this ocean depth, get the right pictures at the right angle, and then that's it. So don't worry that some of the things you take pictures of are skeletons of eldritch beings or structures of some ancient civilization or something that you don't know what the fuck it is because it just looks like a bunch of tubes. But it's making a weird sound that you can hear through the submarine walls. And it's... Huh. Yeah. It's... This is a tense little thing. Mm. The atmosphere in this game is fantastic. You really do feel like you're at the bottom of some massive ocean depth. The soundscape on this is incredible. Every now and then, I don't know if I was losing my mind, but every now and then when I find like the thing I'm looking for in the ocean, like one of the locations I need to go to, I'll look at the map and then look at where I am on the thing and then look at the map again and then look at my control console again. And I wasn't where I was. Mm. And I just have to deal with that. And then every now and then the proximity sensors goes off and then disappears, and you don't know what that was. And then sometimes you're going to like the next location, and then all of a sudden your proximity detector just goes off and stays on because uh, something in front of you, you check the map, there, there shouldn't be a wall here, so what's going on? So you can go back, take a picture. It's a really good game. I highly recommend it. It's only about an hour and a half long, so play it once, shit your pants, have a good time. Cool. Very cool. So again, that's called Iron Lung, available on Steam. Very good game. And if people wanted to tell us what they think of Iron Lung or the podcast, how would they do that, Samson? Well, we have a bunch of social medias on which you can talk to us. 
You can find them on our website, explorerswanted.fm. You'll see that on Mastodon, we are at explorerswanted at dice.camp. On Instagram and Facebook, we are at explorerswantedpodcasts. But best place to talk to us is come to our Discord, explorerswanted.fm slash Discord, and hang out there. We've got a bunch of new people coming in. It's been nice. Mm-hmm. Also, if it is within your means and you're feeling generous, patreon.com slash explorerswanted is the best place to support us. And please use our dice failure code with Die Hard Dice. Explorers want to check out and get 10% off your order. And if you can't financially support us, we totally understand. Best thing you can do for us is to tell your friends what you like about the show, why they should listen to it. Second best thing is to write us a five-star written review on a podcast directory. Those really help when people are trying to find shows they want to listen to. It helps them decide to check out ours before they get lost in the huge pile of other actual play podcasts that are out there. And if you didn't like the podcast, or if you just thought it was meh, well, fall is here. The days grow shorter, and there's that unmistakable chill nibble to the air that presages winter. It's a lovely time of year, so enjoy it while you can. But as the autumn colors the trees and their leaves begin to crunch underfoot, try to remember you're dying too. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Mastodon as Daniel at Anderlich, A-N-D-R-L-I-K dot org. You can find me on our Discord. I'm Stace Windu. I'm dying for those 65 degree days to come back. I'm at Slant Potato on Twitter and at Slant Potato at Dice.Camp on Mastodon. It's about to be time of my mother, the pumpkin spice latte. I'm Tea with Unicorn on Twitch, Instagram, and Threads. All right, that's it for us. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next week as we will for every week in the foreseeable future. Have a good night, day, weekend, or whenever you're listening to this. And bye! bye.